Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and we're into, I don't even know what week of the offseason it is. It's what, after the divisional playoffs, before the conference championships. We get a little rusty at this, only one episode a week. It doesn't feel right, Jeff. I'm kind of like feel off my game right now. I don't know about you. I'm just enjoying the offseason <laughs> right now. <laughs> it is kind of nice only having one to do instead of five to do every week, but we have a little bit of a break before we get into everything. I mean, this week, we haven't talked much about the playoffs, but last week was uh, a little nuts. Minnesota, crazy. just it, crazy. That was just, <laughs> I can't believe what happened there at the end of that game. Of course, we do have a little something going on. We do have a playoff bracket where we drafted players so if they lose they're out of it you don't get yep. any more points for them so of course immediately that game was so crazy saints versus vikings they're going back and forth kicking field goals so i immediately text craig and I'm like oh, i'm looking great elvin kamara is going to be you know on my team next year or on next week he's going to win uh there's like one play left <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh possibly my favorite thing of this week is to watch all of the different um gifs and memes that are going on with that <laughs> oh, safety and uh, it might be the greatest thing to ever. i think my favorite is him getting a stone cold stunner <laughs> so good yeah, that was my favorite one so far i, I like that i, think I feel bad for him though oh, i really do i knew as soon as it happened i was like he is going to be the goat forever yeah i think oh. my favorite comment yet and it's not even that creative but just every person who's ever played madden understands it and it's just like hit stick too soon <laughs> so, pretty much i actually was playing some madden last night i haven't played madden in years I decided to get I got an Xbox One. I played some Madden last night. Ooh, that was pretty bad. I had that happen to me a few times. First play, the guy scored like a 70-yard touchdown. So off like a little pass. Always got to go for the big hit. Oh, man, I feel bad. <laughs> so you remember we drafted teams for the playoffs? Do yeah. you want to see the, the status of that? Yes. Four teams remaining. I drafted the Patriots. Number one overall. Let's see here. See if I, I, I don't have the rest. I just have the ones that are left. I drafted the Patriots. I drafted the Vikings. I drafted the Jaguars. You drafted Philly. Ouch. Yes. So you got Philly left. I would have to say out of the four teams, Philly's probably the lowest out of them. I think those three are higher favor better favorites than Philly. I'll be honest. I would I would rather have Philly than the Jaguars because Jaguars have to go against Pats. But if they beat them, I feel like that's true. <laughs> it's just, theirs. Oh, the only team I'm looking at right now is the Patriots, though. Like, I think so. I do, think it's all them. Okay, honestly, so who would you think has the second best chance of winning it all? Do you think it is the Jaguars? I really you, do. I really do, just because I feel like I don't think the Vikings and Eagles are that I sad. It's weird to say a team in the Championship, I don't feel like are that good. I don't think they're that good. They're 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 fine teams. Philly, I don't even honestly, if the Lions were in the playoffs, they could have made the Super Bowl. This bod this is what bothers me. Lions are the only team in the league this year to beat Minnesota at Minnesota. That's it. Only the Lions did it. Yeah, that's true. God, Lions. Just the... <laughs> I think that might be a stretch, but I like I like where your head's at. No, nah, they would have won this. Next year, yeah. Matt Patricia is going to lead well, them to victory. I guess my question is, you have the Vikings who have a terrific defense, or at least, you know, usually they have a terrific defense. We knew the Saints were going to be incredibly tough. We both picked them. We thought they were going to yep. be here against Philly, I believe, or... We might have picked Atlanta Rams. I even. Say, I don't even oh, know how yeah. it might have been Rams. Um, yeah, so it was all over the place. But I don't know. Do you think 
out of the four teams, you have Brady, right? <laughs> and then you have Bortles, Keenum, and Foles. Oh, Are you kidding me? That's ugly. So you're not banking on any quarterback. What are you looking at uh, at these teams? Are you looking strictly defense? Are you looking the run game? I mean, okay, the NFL feels like it's changed again. I was thinking about this the other day. I have to bring some. We'll talk about this in another episode because I have some stats, which I don't have in front of me and take me forever to find them. But, like, passing numbers were way down this year. Overall, there's only, like, it's just ridiculous how far they're down. It's like the NFL's become a running the ball and defensive game again. And I think that's why Minnesota's good. Philly, they've run the ball with 18 different guys, I feel like, all the time. And then the Jaguars, it's running the ball and defense. That's what became good again. So, I don't know. That's the only reason those teams are in it. They have a the Jaguars did give up 42 points, though. That's that amazing defense of theirs. I mean, yeah, but it was okay, the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Pittsburgh is crazy. Uh, but it's weird how the NFL is just like a running the ball. It's like running again in defense. That's what wins you. I mean, that's yeah. always what is won games for I mean, since the beginning of and time with football. But You saw that, too. A second-year quarterback in Goff brought his team to the playoffs as one Boom. of the top teams. Obviously, it did not work out for them, but that's all they did. Hand the ball off to Gurley. Play stout defense. That's why the Vikings Lions, exact same thing. Lions need to draft a running back. They're getting a defensive coach. Okay, this sorry, this isn't the Lions podcast, but <laughs> it's the off season, man. What are you gonna talk about? That's true. He's hurting. He's hurting bad. All right, so my picks for this week: Patriots, Vikings. That's who I think's going on. Vikings will be the first team ever to play at a, in a Super Bowl at home. That's gonna be oh, kind of crazy. That'd be really, really cool. Never happened before. I. I don't know why I have this weird feeling of a hangover. I'm going Philly versus Patriots, and then Patriots just kill them in the Super Bowl. It's I think either way, Patriots are winning this whole thing. So. I do too. All right, so what we're going to do for today's episode, since we haven't come out with rankings yet for next year, and we're not going to for a while, it's going to be probably March at the earliest, if even that. Because what's whatever rankings we come out with now, it's just going to be forgotten, and no one's going to care because they're going to be so off. If any rankings done before free agency, what's the point? But lucky for us, Matthew Barry came out with his rankings. Yes, and so, everyone knows Matthew Barry, the lovely yeah, man from ESPN. Uh, you know he doesn't maybe have the in, in probably people listening to our podcast aren't probably the biggest Matthew Barry fans. A lot of people aren't as much anymore. Kind of. Yeah, I have no problem. Hey, you with know Matthew the guys, Barry. the guys entertainment, and he's he's one of the first that was able to do this as a full time yeah. thing. Yeah, he's so, totally hey. fine. But hey, he has some rankings out, so. He's one of the people. There's actually a couple of them here I see. There's six different ESPN writers have rankings out. We can click their links. We might as well we'll take a look at a few, but Matthew Berry for sure. I'll just look at Matthew Berry's. We're just going to look at his ranks. We're not really going to criticize them. We're just going to more analyze them and see what we think and what see what somebody else is looking at and maybe, okay, what maybe we're thinking because I don't like criticizing other people's ranks very much. It's kind of like it's a hard thing to do. It's not easy. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, it's not an easy practice, believe me. It's always funny, too, because it, it comes down to, oh, I would rather have that guy up one spot. Yeah, what's the point? Up. It's like, I get it. Maybe we'll see. I have not looked at these yet, so maybe there'll be something that really throws us off. Yeah. So, But the big point about this is just to give a preview of next year, and at least, because obviously, whether you like them or not, and ESPN, they are a huge tastemaker. So this yep. is going to drive where people actually believe that they're going to be ranked. Yep. And even even if it is this early in before next year, um, this is will be on there and people will look at this. And so. these, our, our PPR ranks, which we typically don't deal in very often, but hey, ESPN is trying to make PPR the standard. I'm against it. I'm I'm standard. I know most. I think more people are going PPR, but I just a lot of people are. I just I'm still. Not, if you go PPR, go half. 
Like, don't make it yeah. too crazy. Like, just. I, I feel like we could have a debate on. I think we, I think we will yeah. at some point. This is something you I'm going to have to get someone on the yeah. show to. Actually we're going to have to talk about PPR, yeah. and we're going to have to talk about why you need to be an auction drafter. Like kind of auction leagues, like again, that shouldn't even be a debate. Anymore. It is though. Absolutely it it is, and believe me, it's still majority of people are snake drafts. And right. well, we have two more, two more episodes of what we have to do in the offseason. Yes, yeah, so we'll do all that. Okay, quarterback ranks. Here are his quarterback rankings. He put Aaron Rodgers number one, and I'm fully on board with that. And this is his top five. It's Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson. How would I, mean, I don't know if I'm going to have that, but I like Rodgers number one, and I don't see anything wrong with Wilson number two. I actually have no problem with this. I really don't. Five. I kind of like this. I, I kind of, in a way, like the fact that Carson Wentz isn't being elevated to that level, like the number two or whatever. And I've seen him one because remember he tore his ACL very recently. He might not be ready. So he guy, I think people are going to have to hold off on Carson Wentz. He's going to fall down because he might not be playing early on. So. But Sean Watson, number five, I think, you know what? I don't know if I will have that for sure as my rank, put him up that high, but I think he's going to be, he's going to get drafted that way. Guarantee it. He'll, I feel like if there's one player out there that he'll get drafted higher than his rank, like almost all the time. Guarantee it. It's going to keep happening for him. He'll get drafted ahead of his rank every time, but he's also coming off an ACL injury. So, and he was having a crazy good year before he he got hurt as a rookie. You're still going to have, Hopkins, you're gonna have the speedster on the side. Um, you know, there's a lot of things to like there. So if, if he continues to do what he did last year, even even at a lesser of a rate, he's gonna be a top ten quarterback. So once again, I have no problem with him. He's kind of an unproven commodity, but a yep. whole lot of fun to have on your team. So how about like what forty one year old next year with Tom Brady still top three? I have no issue. With I can't it say. I can't predict. I can't predict a downfall for him. It's a tough one. So. I'm never going to – we will be coming up – well, I think next week we'll do, like, top five fall-off players who we think will fall off in 2018. I will never predict Brady for that list, I feel like. It's it's too tough. No, unless we found out his offensive line was going to be it, ravaged. There's no way I would do that. The rest of his top ten go Kirk Cousins, Cam Newton, Drew Brees, Andrew Luck, Jared Goff. Now, Kirk Cousins is interesting because we don't even know if he'll be in Washington. He – Gonna be a free agent. We'll have free agent episodes too once we get to like right after the Super Bowl. But Kirk Cousins is an interesting one. I think the best spot for Kirk Cousins is to leave Washington, go to Denver. I think that would be the best. Yeah, I think he would be smart to get that or Arizona. Even Arizona doesn't have the wide receivers though. Denver has the defense. They have still have two good wide receivers. They have. Solid running backs. I wouldn't say amazing, but solid. I think that's where he needs to go. Yeah, I, I just think you're. I think Washington is not the place you want to be if you're a quarterback or any type of player. Really, I just don't have a whole lot of respect for that organization, yep. just because I feel like they they really misuse their players. They mistreat them a little bit, and you know, go back to RG three how they use him, and you know, but um, now, I don't know. Kirk Cousins. I have, do have an issue with him being at number six. Just assume he will be at Washington, I guess. I guess not. He, I mean, he ends up being around there. I don't think I would have him six if he's with Washington. I might with another team. Just because, I don't know, it just feels like he he looks good at some places and then he's and then he's not, I guess, other times. Right. But originally we always thought he, this, he was going to the 49ers for sure. I, I did too. That's not happening, obviously, anymore since they got Garoppolo. 
I mean, or, you know, actually a great landing spot for him would be Jacksonville. If they decide to finally, if they move on from Bortles, which a lot of people think they might. Yeah, that would be a crazy good place. I mean, you have a lot of good young wide receivers, a great run game, yep. and a defense too, so you don't have to throw the ball. I, I don't know if that would help or hurt his statistical output for our, yep. our sake. It might actually it might downgrade him for me a bit because you don't have to make as many throws. But for him as a quarterback, that would be amazing. Yeah, we could see Jacksonville. There's a lot of good spots out there. Yeah, Jacksonville, he would definitely be about six for me because I think – I, I really like that spot, but I hope I really hope he doesn't stay with Washington. I just do. I just hope he leaves for some reason. I don't know. And then you got Cam Newton, Drew Brees, the usual suspects up there. I can Cam Newton. I shoot, <laughs> seven. I mean, he finished higher than that this year. He did, and I He's was uh, just, I was the guy that said don't get him that high. But okay, he he finished that high. He finished but, fifth. But Aaron Rodgers hurt. Deshaun Watson hurt. Andrew Luck hurt. Carson Carson Wentz still finished ahead of him and got hurt. But those three other guys all finished below him, and they were hurt. And Jimmy Garoppolo well, obviously didn't play full year. So he could easily drop behind four guys. True, but from this— where he was, Okay, yeah. so he finished fifth. So you're saying that he— More like—I see him more around the tenth. He, he would have been eighth, ninth. Or let's I mean, see like this. He's seventh right now. He's ahead of Breeze, which I guess— Breeze, New Orleans has kind of turned into a running attack, so I get yeah. it. Yeah, Breeze, what Breeze finished behind him this year, and they yep. both played full seasons. Right? I think I would still draft Andrew Luck over Cam Newton next year if if I know Andrew Luck's healthy going into the year. I think I'd go. I, Luck. I would too, and I, I realize why he's nine though. I mean, he didn't play an entire year yep. like he was supposed to. What about you know another thing I don't agree with on this list, which I won't have is Jared Goff. I wouldn't have him ahead of Ben Roethlisberger. I, I lower down. I, I actually have no issue whatsoever with his top ten for the most part. Um, Jared Goff, I mean, kind of, but when we get from Jared Goff down, I would yeah. probably rearrange a lot of Rivers, these. Being, yeah. being Rivers being overlooked again. Yeah, once again, 16th. 16th. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he, he doesn't lose anyone. I mean, you finally get Keenan Allen to be where he needs to be. Hopefully Hunter Henry steps up, Mike Williams for a full year. I realize these are kind of the same points I made this year, but, you know, I, I think that there's leaps that you can make. And even with all of that said, he was eighth this year. Yeah. So, I, you know, he would be one that I would move up. Um, the rest is just fine for me, really. Yeah, I would probably move Jimmy Garoppolo down. I, I know people are falling all you over You know, the themselves. thing is, yeah, I, I kind of agree, but you know what? He's going to be drafted as a top 10 quarterback. I, I know he is. But that was the only one. At 13, I looked at him and I was like, ah, I'd move him down. But really, that's the only thing. Matthew yeah. Stafford at 14, I once again, he's going to be a, uh, a bonus pick. So you don't have yeah. to get him as a starter even, and he's probably going to be a top-10 guy. He's always in that same spot. He's like, in, I don't know, he should be fine. He's always going to be fine. I don't think he's ever going to really dominate for you. But how about running backs here? Remember, this is PPR. So I don't really think the rankings change ter- like a lot with the top guys. Maybe some guys like Duke Johnson or so should move up because of that. But number one, he puts Gurley to Bell. Three David Johnson, four Zeke. I get it. I mean, especially PPR, Johnson jumps ahead of Zeke probably because of all the catches. Zeke, out of those top four guys, Zeke probably does drop to four in a PPR standard or type setting. Probably makes sense. I have no problems with whatever order you put those four guys in, but I think those four guys are the top four every time. I just don't I don't have a problem in any order you have them in. I, I will probably put Gurley number one, I think, next year. 
Maybe I go Bell. I don't know. I don't in know the, yet. In the PPR, it would be Gur- Gurley is so dominant with catches this year too. Bell, both Gurley and Bell and Johnson are all PPR. Just they dominate PPR. Yeah, Zeke's gonna be great too. Yeah, I mean, really, any four of those guys, like you said, that, that's the way to go. Then the the next players here, like Hunt five, Fournette six, Lashawn McCoy seven, Alvin Kamara eight. Okay, so I think you and me are both going to agree. Kamara should be number five in this. Probably. In, in maybe, a, maybe. Okay. The only thing PPR, I could see is I, I I might go Fournette five. I would, but Fournette's, Fournette's ankle injuries worry me. So that's that's the only thing that can hold Fournette back is the ankle injuries. So if Kamara in a PPR setting probably should be five. I would think so. I, mean, I, I just he, like him better than Kareem. I, I don't. He, honestly, he outranked all of these yeah. guys. In in in, le- in standard leagues, right? Without yep. the PPR advantage, I'm going to be one of the people that's maybe a bit of not a Kareem Hunt detractor necessarily, but I'm going to rank Hunt probably lower than a lot of people will next year because I will have Fournette ahead of Hunt. I'm almost sure of it. I'll have Kamara ahead of Hunt. I probably have Melvin Gordon ahead of Hunt. Melvin Gordon gets overlooked a lot. Does. Will you have? And I totally agree with you on and Melvin Gordon. Will you have McCoy? McCoy probably drops below all those guys I just named. I was gonna say, do you is he out of your top ten next year? Because I He'll mean, be, I, you know what? I start to not like to take that risk on a thirty year old running back anymore. I don't like the risk, we, especially when there's this many good options available. Because it just gonna, it just screams Demarco Murray of this year for me. You know, it's that same thing. He's been good, but he has injury concerns too. He never like out of. He always seems to get hurt, it, but he comes right back. One of these times he's not going to come back. <laughs> it, I think he's. I don't know if he's going to be top ten. Let's see. Looking at this here, so for sure I put Kamara ahead of him. I put Gordon ahead of him. So that puts him to nine on this list. It's <sighs> a you tough have, one. It's you, it, the list the, again. The list falls off after that for me. Uh, not quite for me yet. I mean, Freeman. Ing, I, I worry about Ingram. I do. I'm not sold. Okay, I get the Ingram, but Freeman. What about him? Would he go above McCoy? I think I'd feel more comfortable in Freeman. Okay. What about Delvin Cook? No. Just because of the injury? Yeah. And the fact that the injury is one part of it. But Minnesota might, it wouldn't shock me. Cook will be the lead back. But Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon are not going away (laughs) next year. With how good they've done this year, they're not going away. So I could see a scenario where Latavius Murray gets a lot of goal line touchdowns gets a lot of that work next year because he's done a pretty good job on it this year so cook is not going to have the as much of a lead on the backfield as he did early on in this year where murray wasn't playing murray's been too good Uh, i mean cook's obviously lead back but that's why i kind of worry about it but then again okay if this was standard we'd switch some stuff around like jordan howard way down there at 16 you know he doesn't catch many passes, so PPR, yeah. I guess it makes sense. But even that, does it? I still it, probably move him up a little bit in this one. But yep. I'm also a guy that believes in Howard. He, he was well. Once again, you're right. Standard. He was tenth overall. Yep. But yeah, without winning PPR, that would hurt him. And then I'm not gonna after the, you know it does. It's gonna fall off for me after about the first eight nine guys this year. Maybe ten. I mean, you can go to ten. You can get to ten with Freeman after maybe ten guys. I'm not as confident. But there's still some good players. I'm just not as confident. Like, I mean, Carlos Hyde, I think he should be good. I really, maybe if they find they have a good team around him, but they, I don't know. They don't seem to like to be in love with him. So that's my worry with him. 
Kenyon Drake, are you going to be comfortable with drafting him next year? I mean, at a certain point in the draft, you're going to have certain to certain point, but this like top as your top end running back too. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really liked him, but I also, you didn't have to put your money where your mouth is early on, right? But, like, he he's the only guy in town, really. He's the one that's going to get the majority of the of the carries now, but um, he, he's, a, he's a risky play. I, I know people love him right now, but we haven't really seen, you know, uh, a legitimate back out of him in the in the form of can you do this over a prolonged amount of time? Yep. We saw a couple games where he was freaking phenomenal, but you're also on a Miami team who is going to have a different quarterback. Um, you know, has been up and down like crazy past couple of seasons. So uh, you, who knows what version of that we're going to get? So I'll say out of this, even if it's PPR standard, I don't care. I'm Howard. I would draft ahead of Drake, obviously. I think you agree with Howard over Drake. Even PPR, I think I, w- I would probably safer, do that. Yeah. I wouldn't draft out. Al- okay, Alex Collins is too high for me. I am not going to be a believer in Alex Collins next year. I'm just not. But I would draft Mixon ahead of Drake, and I would ha- I would draft a Jai ahead of Drake because I just think a is going to do something next year. If a lot of it's going to depend on if is is Legarrette Blunt gone or not. That's yeah. a big thing. If Legarrette Blunt's gone, JJ skyrockets for me. I, I agree. I, and I, uh, one, once again, I, I think with that team and how they play offense, they like to use multiple backs. So I think there is kind of a well, uh, a ceiling for him. That's why if – But if, I still do like him better yeah. than uh, – he'd be right there with Drake for me, I guess. I'm kind of a fan of Drake, but at the same time, he's, like I said, risky. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I agree. It's He's risky, but I don't know. I – I'm big. I guess I'm just a big JJ guy. All right, I, I have to jump down. This is one of the guys that people are going to talk about a ton, and I totally understand why. I've been trying to buy his lottery ticket, waiting for him to play. Uh, Derrick Henry comes yeah. in at number 24, and the five guys before him, just to put in perspective, Lamar Miller, C.J. Anderson, Duke Johnson, and Bilal Powell. Yep, this is definitely what Barry's doing here. Is he's just ranking it if. DeMarco's around, I feel like, even though he still ranks DeMarco. I feel like he's ranking it as DeMarco's there. If, yeah, he, if, has, he has Murray at 32. Yeah, so if DeMarco's not around, Henry will jump. <sighs> I think I think DeMarco will be around, though. I, I think you keep that, that stable of backs because you see what happens. One gets hurt, you still have the other. Yep. It makes more sense for him. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised I'm, at the Bilal Powell. I'm not going to have Paolo, 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 Powell. I can't even say his first, last name anymore. <laughs> Powell's not going to be ahead of him. Even in PPR, I will not draft Duke Johnson ahead of him. I know Duke Johnson was like the 12th running back in PPR this year. I will not draft Duke Johnson ahead of him in PPR, especially if we if the situation is cleared up. I don't think it doesn't even matter if the situation is cleared up. I'm not drafting Duke Johnson ahead of him. I don't care how good he did. I'm just not doing it. I don't. I, don't, I can't do it. C.J. Anderson, I don't think I, I think I'm done with C.J. Anderson after this year. He's just too up and down. What if they get Kirk Cousins? So they. No, I'm still not. A... I'm not going to be okay with it because Devontae Booker, I think, is just too much there. There's they wanted. They think there's something with him. Yeah, it, it doesn't look like there's much. I don't think there is. I don't think there is. But in Lamar Miller, I'm just going to avoid Lamar Miller next year, and like all the way. Yeah. Because Foreman, I think, will be back and will definitely, the way he started to play there, I think he's going to 
take a larger load. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm just... And, and trusty Frank Gore, 31, which isn't that crazy. I mean, really, we, you know, we had him ranked. Actually, where did we have him ranked this year? I'm trying to think. But Around 20th or so. It's interesting to see how far these older backs fall. Right now, not that much, really. You know, I can already tell my guy next year who is going to be probably, I'll probably be like my sleeper running back pick is Deion Lewis. I'm going to be a big Deion Lewis guy, just the way I feel like he's... It, I think him and Burkhead are both going to do well next year, but I think it's going to be only those two. And Lewis, I'm just really liking the way they're using him. So I actually think both of them, Burkhead and Lewis, could both be definitely usable next year and drafted. You could draft him as a... If you get Lewis as your third running back, I think you're going to be in great shape. I like... I don't I know. I just, I'm going to be a Lewis guy next year. He just keeps putting up points. Especially in PPR thing, I think he's gonna be great. And then after that, you can tell the, the guys on this list are just kind of he's he's not expecting Isaiah Crowell to maybe even be back with Cleveland, but he ranked him thirty seventh. That's kind of a not expecting to do anything at all. I don't know if he'll be back or not, but yeah, you know it, it's very painful when Crowell is ranked below Peyton Barber and oh. Wayne Gallman. And Peyton Barber's the, what the highest rank. There's no Doug Martin, so yeah. What's gonna happen with Doug Martin? He's just kind of maybe he's done. It could be a lot of turnover in the NFL this year. Wide receivers. How about this? Eh. Brown, Hopkins, Beckham. Get it. It's all good. Now, Michael Thomas, number four. I'm actually on Maybe. this bandwagon I think now. so. I think so. I think so. I, I was not for this year. Yep. And I think I, you know, and this is when people were going crazy and ranking him number one because he was so crazy good when he yep. was a rookie. And we said, well, like, you know, slow down. But number four now, especially what he's been able to do. I think I get it. I'd be okay with that. I think I think that's about right because, you know what, I, I probably do feel more confident in Michael Thomas right now than I would in A.J. Green or, like, Julio Jones. I, I almost do because they're, they're, they're obviously they're, – they are great wide receivers, but they're a bit up and down. Julio doesn't catch touchdowns for some reason. Did you see the stat? I don't know if you saw that stat. He doesn't like them. Did you see the stat that he has 18 red zone targets this year? 18 red zone targets. You know how many he caught? One. I don't doubt it. That's what well, we said this going into yeah. it too. I mean, this is not a new thing. No, it's so I, I can I can see that. But okay, then Keenan Allen's there at six. I'm okay with Keenan Allen at six. He's definitely ex, like Jeff was the big Keenan Allen guy, and he proved you right. After it looked like he wasn't going to for a bit there. Yeah, yeah, okay. It was a few a few weeks where I was kind of sweating it out for sure. And then hey. Adam Thielen. Wow, number seven. Yeah. I, I think I still think that's a little high for I me. think that's way too high. I like Adam Thielen a lot, but I don't like him when he starts to be ahead of Julio Jones. Yeah, ahead of Julio. And I understand Mike Evans had a rough one, but ahead of Julio, ahead of Mike Evans, I can, ahead of Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I can Bolton. see him. I, I see Thielen more being toward, like, Around the I see him 10, 10 11, maybe. 12, that yeah. range right there. Because you know what? Honestly, I want Devontae Adams over Adam Thielen. I will go down to that point. I probably want Adams ahead of Doug Baldwin, though. Yeah, I'm loving me some Adams. Adams with Rodgers? Like yeah. I like that. Especially if he, he could turn out to be the number one guy there. Exactly. So, I, I mean, I get it if you want Thielen over Mike Evans because safety. There's a lot more safety in Thielen. I get that. But, I mean... I'm going to definitely, 
I want. I think Devonte Adams. Looking at this, I think Devonte Adams is gonna be a guy who sneaks into my top ten. Yeah, I, yeah. I was gonna say. I see. A, I mean, and this is you know, it's very very difficult to rank wide receivers. Uh, so I'm not uh, over analyzing this one. But if you if you're looking at the list, or if you can, I see a lot of places where you can grab value already. Oh yeah. And and this is not anything too crazy. I don't I don't see a whole lot like of changes that people will make right off the bat. But I see T.Y. Hilton sitting there at 15. If he has luck back, yep. you know, he's one of those guys. And you're not going to inch him up too much. Like, why would you over proven guys, right, um, that did it last year? Could easily be better than him again. I don't know. Larry Fitz at, number, at 16. He, he's a guy that we just were joking about. Do you think he's done? He's an older wide receiver that is going to not have Palmer. Do you think, and what, did he end up, I think, 10th overall it's gonna- this year? Yeah, it's going to all depend on who that quarterback ends up being. If it's nice. a veteran, if it's a good veteran, like what if it's Alex Smith? It's true. You true. know, like somebody like that. Maybe Alex Smith goes to Denver. Oh, Maybe actually, Kirk Cousins go to Arizona. Okay. You know, there's options. It's going to depend on which quarterback. And I think Arizona is not going to – I feel like they're not going to play around and get a rookie in there to start. I feel like they're going to get a veteran. Yeah. If they get Alex Smith, Fitzgerald is going to be a pickup for me. Yeah. That is perfect mid-range – Yep. Guy for him, he was Larry Fitzgerald was ninth right now, with you know a crazy amount of quarterbacks and a very aging Palmer who was kind of hobbled all year. Yep. Man, Smith would be a great fit. What about like Demarius Thomas at twenty four? If they get Alex Smith at quarterback, or if it's like a Kirk if, Cousins at quarterback, if they he get jumps. any any other quarterback, yes, I will love that guy. He's still a beast. Yep. There's no doubt about it. I can tell right now, I will not be drafting Devin Funches next year. If this is about where he falls, I don't. I I get it. I understand why he's there, but I don't. I still would not draft Devin Funches over Des Bryant. Yeah. And he's ranked at eighteen. I don't. I don't like it. Yeah. So the, I'm not drafting Devin Funches over Stefan Diggs. I'm not. This isn't like oh, Stefan Diggs caught a big touchdown pass, and that's why. No, Stefan Diggs, I think, has some great potential yet, and I just feel like if he can stay healthy, it's always he gets hurt, and it's like the rest of the season's kind of a downfall after that. If I think if that guy's healthy and he has a one quarterback all year, I think he's going to be great. And he could be a steal at 26. What do you, yeah, I, I do too. And what do you think about this? I realize it's PPR, and I'm kind of going back to standard leagues just because I know yeah. where they're ranked. But Brandon Cooks in standard was seventh. Yep. In these, he will still have Tom Brady, assuming. And in these ranks, he is 25th. I can see more like 15th, maybe 15 to 20 range for PPR, but... I don't think he should be 25th. Same thing with Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones, yeah. Like, I know PPR, these guys drop a little bit, but it's not like, it's really not like Des Bryant's racking up the catches or Chris Hogan doesn't even. He just catches touchdowns. Marvin Jones was fifth overall, and he's ranked 27th. So this is where, and I can understand that. He was a very up-and-down player his first year. He came out and he did very, very well. So these are the guys that are going to be just all over the board at first, trying to figure out where they should kind of fit in. And a guy that I really want to talk about, or at least get your opinion on, coming back from injury, Allen Robinson, 29th. I actually don't mind him here, only because who the hell knows? Well, he might not even be with Jacksonville, so he's a free yeah. agent. So, I mean, it, he could be. I mean, if he's if he's with Jacksonville and they get a quarterback not named Blake Bortles, he jumps up for me. So I will definitely, I mean, I could tell her here, I'm going to draft Allen Robinson over Calvin Benjamin. I'm just going to be, I'm not on the Calvin Benjamin bandwagon next year. 
He could be fine, but I don't want to take that risk on yeah, this level. He's going to have to go lower. But at Robinson could be good, depending on if he stays there, where, where he ends up, and who his quarterback is. One guy, too, that I think is going to have some great value, Amari Cooper. I hope he stays down at this kind of level. I will snatch Amari Cooper up every single draft if I get him as my fourth or third. I mean, third. if I get him as my third or fourth wide receiver, I will draft Amari Cooper all day long. Yeah, I would too. I mean, 100%. There's no risk in it. Would you None. draft him as your number two, though? I, you know what? Maybe. Yeah. I, it, it's so crazy to think. I mean, he's 35th, but he really was that bad this year. He was. Yes, he, he was. I just, I, I could see myself... Snatching up, I'm okay. I pulled up another rank here. Okay, this is off one of the other guys who did standard ranks. He drafted, he ranked Cooper 24th. So, in standard, he put Cooper 24th. But I will take Cooper at that level too, all day, all day long. You know, I'm looking at the standard here. He does these don't change the ranks very much. Except Brandon Cooks just jumped to 14th. So, yeah, I'm going. Amari Cooper, I'm gonna have him on a lot of teams. <laughs> That's I'm I'm excited about that one. Now I have to fight other people for him, maybe, but I really like I'm trying to look at Josh Doxon, 37th, ahead of Juju Smith Schuster. Would you draft Doxon ahead of Juju Smith Schuster? I don't think I don't think I would. No, I wouldn't. I, I like I mean I like Doxon. I guess it all depends on what happens with their quarterback, but I mean and, I like you know, Sterling Shepard at fortieth too. I actually do. I know Odell is going to be back, but one of I definitely think I mean, Corey Davis, Mike Williams, John Ross, one if not two of those guys are going to do something next year for sure. Oh, I think for sure one of them was going to be Corey Davis. Do you see that one-handed touchdown catch he had in the Patriots? That guy can play. Yeah, well, <laughs> he can play. And I don't want to get overly, <laughs> but Ken Mariota, maybe. I mean, he's going to have a new coach. They they decided. Play, second round of playoffs aren't good enough, which I'm actually very impressed with that. Malarkey wasn't a good coach. You need somebody that's actually they need somebody that can get there and use Mariota's skill set right and get the ball to Corey Davis because he's a fifth pick in the draft. You got to use the guy. Yeah, he's, so he's great. I think I'm I'm going to be stocking up on Corey Davis too next year. Yeah, talk about another team that has a ton of underrated offensive oh, pieces yeah. that just. I realize they made it quite far, but at the same time, you have to think that they they didn't make it look easy. Like I feel like they kind of not luck, but they really overachieved. But the way they played. Oh yeah. I was gonna say, am I am I alone on this one? No. I feel like like their passing game wasn't anywhere they where they needed to be. Demarco Murray was kind of a non-factor for a while. Mariota never really got it together. It's weird how they were. To me, a complete disappointment, and yet made it the second round of playoffs. Yeah, hundred I mean, percent disappointment for me. At least how their offense looked. So, hundred percent, they should be better than that. I think Mariota's a lot better than that. I think they need somebody who's going to do it. Actually, going to use him right. And it sounds like the reason they did get rid of Malarkey was due to the fact that he would not change offensive coordinators. He refused, and Oof. they decided to get rid of him because I think they really you need somebody who's going to use Mariota right and use oh, that yeah. offense right. So. All right, tight ends. I'm not going to go over this very much. It's just Gronk, Kelsey, Ertz. Yep, that's my top three next year. I think that's how I'm going to rank Ooh. it. Evan Ingram, four. Hunter Henry, five. My man. I think that's, you know what, this is very close to how I will have it. Greg Olson, six. Yeah, I can see I can see all of this. I, that's You know what, that's probably my top six. Delaney Walker, not my seventh. 
No. Sorry. Well, I would do Jimmy Graham, but once again, that's maybe only, he's a free agent too. That, so that's true. But that's only one spot yep. flip flopping, so I'm not going to give him any credit. Jordan Reed nine. No, maybe nineteenth for me. I'm just done. <laughs> I'm done. 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 I will not draft Jordan. I don't think I draft Jordan Reed. Maybe I guess do you as a, like a late a last pick, if if that's your tight end. I guess it depends on what I hear about him. If if he's completely healthy going into the season, then yeah, yeah. I guess I grab him at way back and be like, oh, I'm going to play you the first couple weeks. I can kind of think my guy next year is going to be my nice sleeper tight sleeper. It's not a sleeper. It's bounce back. Tyler Eifert. He's going to be overlooked. And he has a bunch of talent. We've always thought he did. We'll see. I like him. Especially if you can get him for nothing. So you can get like Eifert and Reed, two injury prone tight ends who have all the talent in the world though. And maybe one of them does something. Nothing else really stands out. I mean, you could see a breakout from O.J. Howard. You could see a breakout from Njoku. Well, that's actually what I was kind of surprised at. Howard. Cameron Bray was 15th, which yeah. I don't really have a problem with, but O.J. Howard's not on the top I don't agree with that. That's I think it's, they'll switch around. O.J. Howard's going to be used a lot more, I think. I think so, too. So, I mean, yeah. That's actually kind of funny. I was just, I pulled up, I thought of something earlier. I was pulling up. I pulled up the 2013 Alabama roster, college. Oh, God. It's kind of ridiculous. Looking at this, they're top. They're just the team. Like uh, before, you get to the running backs. They had Amari Cooper on their team. They had OJ Howard on there. So mm-hmm. they have their leading rusher for the year was TJ Yeldon. Their number two rusher for the year was Kenyon Drake. Their number three rusher for the year was Derrick Henry. And the guy who didn't even see the field once was uh, Amari or Alvin Kamara. <laughs> before Kamara got kicked off the team. So over. Kamara, Derrick Henry, Kenyon Drake, TJ Yeldon. They had Amari Cooper out there. They had OJ Howard. Yeah. You, yeah, you want to know how you win a national title this many times in a row? Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, in your... You have your defense go against top four, you know, four NFL guys. I mean, isn't Crazy. that just ridiculous? Like... The amount of Alabama players that are in the NFL right now has to be staggering. What That has to be something we can look up real quick. <laughs> I just found that very interesting. Just how, the, year, the year before that... They had Eddie Lacy, TJ Yeldon, Kenyon Drake. Like the running backs this team has had, and they still had Amari Cooper, obviously. The running backs this team has had, it just like, I hate Alabama, but it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Just how how do they do this? They just get so, so many so many players. Derrick Henry, Kenyon Drake, man, just. You know, Calvin Ridley is going to be a good player now wide receiver for him you know it's weird i'll just think about this too it's not going a little <laughs> it's like i hate alabama right I hate the team that wins every championship like i hate the yankees you know i hate the golden state warriors now i hate all these teams i hate duke basketball i like the patriots what's wrong with that <laughs> well i i think to be honest it's weird to say but i believe that uh deflate gate actually reignited like, I, I totally lost all hatred for him. I, I like him. Yeah, I do too. No. And also because I, I name their, besides for Tom Brady and, and Gronk. There are no names. Yeah, they kind of make it work with whoever. I, I think it's kind of like the Spurs to me, where it yeah. is a system. See, I love the Spurs. Yeah, and you plug people yeah. in and it works because it, of the system. The majority of the people hate New England. I just don't. I don't no. hate them. I, I understand why, right? I mean, they're not that far off of being like a... Well, I guess I, I, get, I understand why, but I don't have like... As I have the hate, I have the hatred for every other sport, like every other team, like that. Like the Yankees haven't won a championship in forever. I still hate them. Oh my god! Like, I I don't know why I don't hate the Patriots. It's the no, weirdest thing. No, I don't either. And also, I do not hate uh, Golden State. I, I I do. I hate them because I hate Kevin Durant. 
Why do you hate Kevin Durant? Because he's a he's just he couldn't win, so he has to go join the best team. You he's just, a moron. I hate okay, the guy. Do do he's, like, he's soft? Do you like Cavaliers? Yeah. You you just named LeBron James. No, LeBron James is he left because he couldn't win. Oh come on. What do you mean? Come on. He did. He did at first, and then he he made up for his mistakes. I hated him. I hated him. So see, I hated the Miami Heat. So if I hated them, if Kevin Durant goes back to OKC, then I like him. And then you like him. Okay, I hated Uh, Miami Heat. The LeBron James type of fan. No, I hated Miami Heat. LeBron James hated him. Okay, hated him. I I like him in Cleveland, and I hate. I like Golden State's first championship. Hated, I hate Kevin Durant well, Golden State. Durant. So if they didn't have Durant, you could cheer for their... But I wanted the Cavs to beat them even the year they didn't have Durant. That year the Cavs won the title. You wanted to see LeBron win? I wanted LeBron to win. I, I have a hard time rooting for LeBron, even though I know he is one of the greatest of all time. I have nothing against no, LeBron. No, I used to hate the guy. It's kind of like the Yankees no. for me. It's, it's very easy no. to cheer against him. I used to hate LeBron so much. This is a weird podcast. Yeah, I used to fun. hate LeBron so terribly much, and now I don't. I like the guy. I like LeBron, yeah. so second greatest player know. of all time. I'll just say second because he doesn't have the accomplishments. He could be better than Jordan, though, as a player. What, I will never say what? he's better or he's greater, but he could be. Do you mean like he, he could be as in? He, he might be physically, like talent-wise. Oh. He could be. It's hard to say. That's actually a very good point. I, we're going off the rails on this one, but it's the end of the podcast. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if anyone's listening. Uh, and, uh, and just for to fill in, I just looked it up too. Thirty-nine former Alabama players are on active rosters uh, right now, so there's more Alabama players than than there are. Oh, how teams. about how about that Michigan Michigan State game Saturday? That was awesome. Yeah, that one hurt, man. It was great. I loved it. Yeah, that was brutal, but whatever. <laughs> actually, I'll give you this. I I'm obviously I'm not a Michigan fan. I went to MSU. <laughs> Uh, but Michigan has been playing some good basketball. I, I got to watch them. I mean, it was brutal to watch MSU. I, I think they State's have, soft, man. Dude, they have been playing, soft. They will be very good they're, when it comes to playoff time. Very soft. I agree with you. Nah, I think Bridges nah, has nah, to nah, Bridges nah. earn it, man. Earn Va- Wagner just ripped him up. I, uh, did you see? Fuck. Have, <laughs> have you seen the highlight of him going behind the? Have you seen that one just breaking Nick Ward's ankles? Yeah, I, it's amazing. Nick, yeah, Nick Ward. Come on. It was amazing. Yeah. I, 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 but I, I tell you, MSU is going to be a Final Four team. Oh, God, no. Oh, yeah. They're too soft. Dude, they're going to be. They, they very suck. Good. They're soft. They're soft. Tom Mizzle's a crybaby. <laughs> so, as you can see, Craig is an MSU fan as well. <laughs> LeBron James isn't a crybaby, though. He He's kind of made up for it. I like him. Early in his career, he, he was. He had those, he had those, a few appearances, and he's a, he was a young guy, but it was. There was a few times where he actually left and pretty much let Wade handle the game, and uh, I don't know. It was kind of it was really really early stuff. Uh, he totally made up for it. He's phenomenal. I would probably agree with you, and I would probably say he's the second best player ever to play the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. At at worst, he could be number one. I don't think he's. A, I think at that point you have to go by six titles. But he's been to more championships. Well, he's been to more finals. Not even titles, but I, I think that Jordan, watching him, it, I mean, everything went through him. I, I know it's the same thing for LeBron, but I think Jordan was more important to those teams, and I think he was just more dominant of a player yeah. than... LeBron could literally take it to the hoop anytime he wants. He could. He could literally do anything he wants. He could play point guard. He could play post. He, he's a freak of nature. But just from watching him, um, you know, and that's not a diss against... LeBron, obviously. I, I think most people would say Michael Jordan's the best player, and I, I tend to agree with them. It's crazy how long he's been so good. Like He's been so ridiculously good that he knocked the 
Pistons out of going to the, the finals. Like, yeah, with, over a decade ago? Yeah, like he scored 25 straight points or whatever. It was stupid. In that game and beat the Pistons. and when the Oh, my God, the Pistons, man. They used to be so good. At least we got one championship. I would, this is another thing I was thinking. <laughs> We should have just. Uh, we were just trying to open up scabs. I mean, oh man! We should have had two. We should have beat the Spurs. Oh, the Spurs. They were up heading into that fourth quarter. Right. No one's going No one's gonna know what we're talking about now. Two thousand five NBA Finals Game Seven. Pistons up heading into the fourth, and they just blew it. They blew they it. Choked. They they shouldn't even been that point. I think well, early in the series they let they Rob Horry hit a. They, yeah, they should have won game the winner. game before. Right? Was that the Horry? Yeah. Oh god. And at Horry, how? Where does he rank up there? Big shot, <laughs> big shot, Bob. Dude, he has been a killer. Man, I feel like I watched more NBA back then. Oh, 100 percent. I hardly, I really don't watch that much anymore. Even though people say it's better now, and it's so. Eh. I try to get into it once in a while, and I'm having a hard time until the playoff time. I watch a little yeah, playoffs. Playoffs is pretty. Fun. Except last night, did you hear Chris Paul try to break into the Clippers locker room and beat up some beat up Austin Rivers or something ridiculous? No, is that true? I guess so. What? Yeah, they played the Clippers played the Rockets last night, so there's bad blood between the you know the Clippers and Chris Paul, obviously, after he left them and he almost got in a fight with Blake Griffin on the court. That was fun. And then apparently he tried to get in the locker room after the game. Him and a couple other guys through a back a back tunnel that he knew about because he had played there forever. Dude, it, it doesn't get more well, no, it does get more bizarre than that. Let's why not? We'll just throw it out. Do you remember when Gilbert Arenas <laughs> had a freaking gun let's, in the locker room? Yeah. That's how crazy the NBA used to be. This Who is that? this is as crazy as now, but it used to be real weird. Like, yeah, man, that I mean, back in the back in the um early two thousands. Yeah. Like two thousands. Yeah. And it was okay. The guy who we the gun situation was with was Javaris Crittenton. Javaris Crittenton, I believe he's in jail currently. As he's a convicted murderer now. This is no joke. The dude in the the, the guy who Arenas brought the gun, like the whatever thing, whatever that was. He is uh, a convicted murderer. Yeah, that's what he is. He is uh, he murdered somebody in 2011. So, so maybe heard, Arenas shouldn't have been messing with the guy. You heard it here first again, seven years later. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, and drug charges too. To- totally off topic. Yeah, 23 years. This is what is. He only gets 23 years. What? Voluntary manslaughter. Guy had a good lawyer. Gilbert Arenas money, man. You you murder somebody and it's voluntary manslaughter, not first degree murder. How's that work? Um, I don't know. We have this is out. a weird podcast, so <laughs> I think we're gonna wrap it up here. <laughs> we'll be back next week. We're gonna do top five fall off players. Five players we think are gonna fall off in 2018. Tom Brady will not be one of them, despite being 41 years old, unless something happens this weekend, where she gets hurt or something, and we or he goes like 10 for 40. Like ooh, it hit. Cause, I mean, but he could he could just be Peyton Manning next year, Peyton Manning's final season. That can always happen to anybody, I guess. So we'll go over that. We'll you know, talk about the games that happen. You know, see if the Patriots win. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>